Hi, Hi tricked you. One. Fuck you. Hi. Are you going to do it with you? Yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Loud and Short of It. I'm Ramsey, the loud one. I'm Jesse, the short one. This week we got a variety hour, our yes, classic. We do. But Ten this topics. time, a little twist on it. Ten Maybe, topics, yeah. no bad news. All positive news. We know everyone needs to be cheered up, and we're the guys to cheer you up. We're all fucking bored of bad news. <laughs> no one wants to hear it anymore, so let's just, let's dive into it. What topic you want to start with? Uh, We're going to start with television, you go first. Okay, I want to say this. Super cool. I'm glad that in a time, we. I'm glad this is the time that we're all stuck in our homes. There's a million different streaming services with so much great content on it. But HBO has given away even more content than normal for free right now with no ads. And not just like some weird content off to the side that no one cares about. We got The Sopranos and The Wire and a bunch of Warner Brothers movies. Oh, shit. Yeah. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, at least season one. I just watched season one. I was like, oh, that was fucking awesome. I'm definitely going to get to season two. And then I was in college, so I I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sopranos is super dope. We have been fucking saying we were going to start The Wire like 8,000 times now. Yeah. I'm sure we've said it on air before, yeah. probably. I mean, it's like the, that's the one gap in like my television knowledge. Yeah. Because I've just never you seen just The Wire. just consistently like, argued as the best yeah. television show to ever exist. You're always like, no, Bur- or no, you're like, oh, Breaking Bad. And I'm like, no, one season of True Detective. I think HBO could have done this without with ads. Yeah. And they still would have gotten... It's a little bit nice. They would have gotten the praise and nice, but it, it shows... I, I like it. I'm going to I'm gonna like suck it. that corporate dick and be like, ah, you guys are the best. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, all they have to gain is goodwill from this, but the, like, HBO isn't really in a spot where they need goodwill. Yeah. Like, the worst thing HBO is the... I don't know for sure. Don't fucking <laughs> nail me this cross, but the worst thing I know that HBO has done was season eight of Game of Thrones. And that yeah. wasn't even their fault. They just paid the check. I have seen some angry Twitter comments on this about how, why doesn't HBO give away uh, Game of Thrones as well? And to those people, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and take your free shows. Yeah. Like, Do you know what that would have given them? That would have given them 8,000 tweets of, we don't fucking want it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, fuck off. <laughs> you got so much. Yeah. Also, I think I think giving away some of these old shows, it's it's more fun in a way. Because if you gave yeah. away Game of Thrones, then people are just going to rewatch what they've already seen. Yeah. Now you're going to have younger generations watching The Sopranos and The Wire. Yeah. Us, exactly. Yeah. I, one of the coolest things for me is, like, this is a little more, like, um, it's not on topic, but it's, it's a little more uh, ancillary, is that uh, The Wire is one show that I have, I don't know any fucking spoilers at all. Mm. I literally know nothing. I know one of the actors. I know one person I like is in it. Uh, all I know is that maybe one person dies. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't know for sure who it is or anything. Um, mm. But it is just—it's super fucking dope that there exists something that is that fucking old and that and it, that well known. Yeah, and also if you try and spoil it at this point, it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I think it also, I mean, I don't know, I haven't gone through it, but from the general vibe I've gotten, it's one of the things that's almost unspoilable. You're there for a ride. You're not there yeah. for the, you, no one's like, ah, well, you could, you could watch these episodes and then you know the storyline. Like, no yeah. one, okay, you, you're there for the, the whole experience. Yeah. Like, if you were, if you read, or if you watched, uh, the end of Breaking Bad, just like the last episode, and then you went back and all watched all the rest, I don't think you would just be like, oh, who I didn't see that. I wouldn't have seen that coming. That would have been a shock. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but uh, it's solid. He's gonna give us something to fucking do. I'm already backlogged, dude. The, the shittiest thing about me is that all this great content is now available, mm-hmm. and I'm watching a fucking CW show on Netflix nah. like religiously. I can't help it. Well, you gotta turn your you gotta turn your brain on for some shows, and for some shows you don't. And so there's nice. no reason to feel bad about watching shows where you just turn your brain off. I literally turn it on. I'll just have my switch. I'll be playing Breath of the Wild, <laughs> or I'll be like, I'll be working, and I'll be like, ah. Football's, football dramas happen in the background. There's nothing more fucking satisfying. Just get as many screens in front of you as possible. So you Bro. don't have to deal with anything that isn't a screen. It's so good. I want to find out a way to watch two shows at once. At least have two. Uh, Maybe nice. mute one and just be like, this is that, I'm going to look, that's a looking that's show. That's a looky show. This, this has got a lot of fighting. Show. This yeah. one's got a lot of dialogue. This one's got a combo both on the computer screen and then you also have the Switch. Speaking of screens uh, and watching them with your brain completely turned off, I'm going to take a wild guess on uh, what your topic is going, to, is going to be this week. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I want to talk about Golden Girls. Oh, really? It's my okay. favorite show. Well, no, you idiot. I'm We're talking about Tiger fucking King. Tiger King. Tiger King. Tiger King. That, that bitch Carol Baskins. Now, before we get into Tiger King, I want to say for anybody listening, uh, we're going to spoil parts of Tiger King. I don't know why it would matter to you, I'm and you should have seen it by now. I'm going in and spoiling everything. Yeah. If we're going to talk, we're going to do the same thing we did in Monthly Movie Review. There is no reason that everyone hasn't seen Tiger King yet. Yeah. If you haven't, just stop listening to this. This is a weird thing to listen yeah. to. Go I'll watch Tiger Twitter King. Twitter probably spoiled it for you. Yeah. If you're not true. on Twitter, surprise you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just like to start. I like Carol Baskin. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I've hey. talked about this show with so many people, I yeah. forget who has the terrible takes and who has the good it's takes. It's me, dude. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there, it's your Aunt Carol from Big Cat Rescue. I want you to be Carol Baskins for the next podcast. I, dude, I want oh you in that, that voice, and I want you to refer to the audience as cool cats and kittens. That's, I, I want to fucking steal that shit. <laughs> I'm upset I didn't like stumble upon a Carol Baskins YouTube video. I'm before like, oh, she got famous. Yeah, before she blew up. But, um... I Tiger King is is fucking weird to me because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are like they they like fucking love Joe. I hate Joe. Okay, stop. I think that this has been blown out of proportion. A lot of people like will will back Joe and hate Carol Baskins. No one meme. no one legitimately liked Joe. Uh, but when yeah. you got to pick between the devil and the devil that won't admit it's a devil, I'm always going with the one that admits it. Carol Baskins is not the Carol Baskins is equally shitty to animals and humans as Joe is, but she's a monster and won't admit to it. I, I have Joe's read... high on meth. He has an excuse. Oh, he's a off. he's a monster his whole life. Carol's a monster all life. Kills her husband. Still won't admit to that. Won't admit to any of it. I, I will say I did read. Uh, uh, There's no, I didn't see any evidence, but people were saying they've been to Big Cat Rescue and the show's a bunch of bullshit. But I will mm. say one thing about Joe. There was another story that came out about Joe where he had like a he took took care of someone's yes. horse and they blew its fucking head off and you just uh, you you gotta be you, you you gotta think about it man Joe might be the craziest man on earth he's like That's he's fair. like a redneck Batman villain and the show does disproportionately make Joe look better than he is oh yeah the whole time cutting all they... the fucking racism and shit but to be fair if they showed Joe being a racist and all the other things no one would have watched it it yeah. would have been insufferable you would have just been like this man's the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen this way you get like two episodes of being like oh this guy's crazy yeah. and then you get to like to the end and you're like oh maybe Joe's the the victim in all of yeah. this and then you're like oh no 
no. He was he was just as bad, if not worse. Right. Than they just people. try and like frame him as like your crazy cousin Joe. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Like the the way this documentary is was just like because like I have a bunch of family from the south. The way, like this documentary, the tone of it was the same as when my grandma was describing my horribly racist cousins. <laughs> she was just like, "Oh, they're just a little crooked, but they're still good boys." And this documentary was like, "Joe's not a bad guy. Carol Baskins is evil." And I was like, uh, "I hate Joe. Love Carol. I can't love Carol. <laughs> I, I can understand the hate for Joe, but I think my biggest beef with Joe throughout the entire show, and this is this is the big reveal, mm-hmm. I was with him that last episode." I was like, fuck yeah, Joe. You went down, but all these people deserved it. I don't know why you're in jail and they're not. It's bullshit. Yeah. And then Joe rats out all the boys that were defending him. Doc Atler, that cult leading piece of shit, he still was he was still like Joe doesn't deserve to be in that prison. And then Joe's in prison ratting Doc out for buying fucking tigers. You know and what? Killing them. That's uh, fucked. Yeah, I'm sure that he, somehow Joe heard that fucking Doc Adler was like, he's too stupid to do this. Yeah. And then Joe was just like well, god damn it. <laughs> Dude, I just... <sighs> I'm just amazed that that is a world that the American public had no idea about this whole time. Dude, like, I didn't even know there were, there was shit like that. Yeah, like, with I've tigers been... specifically. I thought, like, tigers were, like, zoos. Stuff like this was just, like, I assumed were, like, relegated to, like, bobcats and shit like that. I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, well, I knew on one hand that zoos are incredibly fucked up. Like, a lot of the for-profit ones. I had that yeah. in my head. And then I knew that there were tons of people, like, in Texas and throughout anywhere where there's tons of land that own tigers. Because, like, there's tons of people and, like, there's, like, more giraffes in Texas than, like, anywhere else. Like, it's insane. People just buy animals and keep them on their land. Like, it's it's, it's fucking spooky. But I just didn't know that there was a underground illegal trade of all of these for $2,000. Dude, we were talking about that yesterday. It's like fucking nothing. A tiger being $2,000 is insane. Dude, a tiger cub needs to at least cost the same as a fucking Ford Focus. (laughs) Like, fucking hell, dude. Like, $2,000? Our house could pull... $2,000 $2,000 and have our own tiger cub in the backyard. Owning a tiger is exactly like buying a used uh, BMW. You're like, oh my god, that's so cheap. This is the best decision I'll ever make. And then one year later, that BMW or that tiger is now costing you $10,000 a year yeah. and breaking or eating you. That's one of the two things is happening to you. Doc Adler. Doc Adler had the right idea. Mm-hmm. Doc Adler would breed the cubs, and then as soon as they stopped getting cute, as soon as they could rip off a finger, I believe the man said, <laughs> they disappeared. Mm-hmm. He took care of them. Yeah. They're in a, there's a kitty incinerator under that dude's house. On God. No doubt. But you know what's at Carol Baskin's house? A husband incinerator. The f- <laughs> Dude, the, the funniest shit on that show, the funniest thing I might have seen the past two years that's incredibly fucked up is when Joe does, like, the screen, uh, the fa- face screen no, thing, like, yeah. the deep fake of her husband, and just goes, it's me, Carol, voice from your past, get me out of this fucking sewage tank, and I was like, holy fuck, this man's insane. There's no lines to Joe Exotic, dude. I also, uh, stand by, as, as much as people have said the show goes out just to make Carol Baskin look bad, they had that whole episode, I think episode three, where they just prove, as far as I'm concerned... The Carol Baskins killed her husband and got away with it. Mm. And then, four episodes later, completely independently, Joe gets bit in the foot. Like, not hard, but gets his shoe gets bit by a tiger. And then Carol Baskins on camera going, if you wanted to kill a man, you just covered him sardine oil or something. And I was like, 
if they wanted to catch her, they would have put that in episode three. Yes. I was like, that was an admission right there. That was the hardest shit I ever heard. Like, I was like, that shit? I was like, oh my. The, the only thing she could have done is just like, well, you know, if, if you ever need to get rid of a husband, give me a call. It's like a joke. And I was like, oh, Carol, you crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. The the my favorite shit was the um. Uh, I lost it. Yeah. Give me something on Tiger King. <laughs> I, I just think it's amazing the the amount of insanity. It wasn't like it wasn't like there was yeah. Joe and Joe was crazy and there was Carol like every person I which I guess that just is how tigers work. Anybody that's willing to own a tiger has to be a bit fucking insane. Yeah. The my one of my biggest criticisms of it that isn't really a criticism because like I, I feel like there's so much more of the story. You can tell it's edited, you know, to to make it the best narrative it can be. But the thing is, like, I feel like it moves so fast at yeah. certain points where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, there are certain people who show up in episode five that if they wanted to build the narrative properly, they should have shown up in episode three. The dude, I, the dude who fucking snitches on him. Agreed. But I think, uh, I think to just, call Tiger King a documentary of any kind, yeah. or even like a cohesive narrative, Tiger King is closer to a reality TV show yeah. than it is a... A legitimate documentary. Yeah, it goes out with the sole purpose to entertain as much as humanly possible. Yeah. It's not trying to educate. It was you not made by fucking policies. Ken Burns, dude. Yeah, I just yeah. I for me to like it just feel it also kind of feels like that's probably how it happened with how fucking sporadic and insane all these people are. Like that's the, the fair. fucking super millionaire dude. The other thing too is like that super millionaire dude who shows up in like episode five and he's he's the most important fucking character. Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Pierce or something? Who cares? Whatever. But, uh, yeah, fucking, so my name Jeff goes and fucking bails out Joe Exotic. Yeah. And then it just, it's insane. He gets caught for, like, beating women and, like, sneaking in tiger cubs and shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, why would he even, why would he even buy the zoo? How much could he be making? Yeah, and then it, it, it all seems, I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand that. Like, I bet that dude's laundering money. I also think that there has to be, like, Joe, the reason that it was called Tiger King and focused heavily and went the direction it did, Joe was the only one that they had that much footage on. Yeah. Because he he would break the law on camera and give no fucks about it. Like, apparently they had to cut, like, they have one little thing where they explain the drug use, Mm -hmm. but, like, they have footage of drug use. And just no, they just didn't yeah. care. Like Joe didn't care if he was smoking meth. Yeah. Uh, giving human beings, uh, quote unquote, bad meat from Walmart. Yeah. Like he just didn't. And I don't think they could get that same thing with Carol Baskins or any of the others. Well, the other thing too is that everyone else didn't. Joe had a reality TV show. Yeah. Quote unquote, where he said he had, I have a TV channel. Was a live stream was mm-hmm. on his website. But a lot of the footage I have from a radio the show, show. Oh, me too. <laughs> We're shock jockeys. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the footage from the show apparently was like it was already filmed. Like yeah. a, a ton of it's archived, and it's because it's With voiceovers. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's fucking crazy to think that like it, it kind of like gives a point to where like it's upsetting to me that someone so stupid can do this. Mm. Like Joe Exotic's obviously a dumb man. Yeah, I, I, I don't. He's not one of those people who's like. Oh, they're a bad person. Like Kim Kardashian, people are just like Kim Kardashian's an idiot. I'm like, no, she's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. But Joe Exotic is an idiot, and he owned and peddled tigers like <laughs> fucking crazy. I was like, that just seems like you could be an idiot and deal drugs. You could be an idiot and assault someone. You shouldn't be able to be an idiot who can own a fucking zoo. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. 
I want that on a shirt. I think yeah, that perfectly summarizes it. But it, it God, it's so damn entertaining. It's so good. I mean, it's just perfect. And I've every single person I've heard. I started by saying I don't care. I'm just gonna li- live on the Twitter memes. Yeah. And then I was told, don't do that. It's worth it. It's fucking worth it. Yeah. That shit's so goddamn funny. The, I think and it spans generations. Yeah. Uh, old boomers love this show. Gen Z, everybody loves this show. This is the biggest thing I think has come out on Netflix. Making a murderer was huge, <laughs> but this fucking pales, or that pales in comparison to fucking Joe Exotic. It's the new Stranger Things. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> Two more seasons is going to suck dick. <laughs> okay, we're ready to get into the next thing? Uh, yeah. Okay, I got video games. Oh, uh, yes. You want me to go first? Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, Valorant. If anybody doesn't know, that's made by the same people that make League of Legends. Mm. So they've only made League of Legends for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to expand out, and this is their first first first-person shooter they've ever made. Um, It's going to come out all the way in in summer of this year. Um, But the closed beta just got released. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it in this kind of cool way. I don't really watch streams of video games that much. But uh, they said, hey, you watch these specific streamers we've given codes to. Every once in a while, somebody watching that stream will get lucky. We'll give them access to the beta. Mm -hmm. And they're just doing it that way. Mm -hmm. And doing it that way, they broke, like, every fucking Twitch record. Like, they had some insane amount of people watching these specific streamers and for Valorant, that game specifically. Were they, like, big streamers or, like... I have no idea, man. It'd be you really could, you could, fucking cool if they were like medium or like lower to medium. That streamers. would be cool. Give it, give it out to them. But basically, yeah. the game is uh, if you took CS:GO, like the fast-paced, one-hit headshot kind of, kind of round-based game, mm-hmm. and gave it like Overwatch abilities. Yeah. So you, you pick a character, and every character is different. They all have yeah. the same guns, but like they have different like abilities to see through a wall or yeah. release a dragon that shoots across the map and all kinds yeah. of oh hanzo crazy stuff yeah <laughs> there's a character that you start with and you're literally like this is just hanzo like yeah. you, it is i don't want to be negative towards the game but there are some aspects of the game where i'm playing it and maybe that'll get cleaned up before it's released mm-hmm. where i'm like how is this legal i'm like yeah. this is just blatantly <laughs> stolen <laughs> I like it like that. <laughs> well, uh, so that's actually cool. They made League of Legends. They switched to first person shooter. Like, we're starting to see that a lot more. Is like, stu- like back in the day, studios would just make game. Like they would stay in their fucking pocket. Yeah. But now, like, respawn went from Titanfall two to making um, Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. like a Soulsborne game, and then like Guerrilla Games went from making Killzone to making Horizon Zero Dawn, which are, like, these super big third-person action games. Yeah. And, and I think... It's kind of cool to see how the industry, especially the developers, are moving towards that direction. I think that's also the only way that things can truly stay creative. Because at a certain point, everybody just finds their little pocket, and they release Assassin's Creed once a year, Call of Duty yeah. once a year, every sports game once a year, every Halo at this point once a, like once every few years. And yeah. it's just like... But when somebody else exits their little realm and is like, what if we try to do something? Yeah. It can make it much more interesting. And the thing, too, is, like, whenever they, like, cut back and bring back to other, like, their, their, the stuff they were working on originally, mm-hmm. it makes it feel more fresh. Like, going from, Grant, this isn't a great example, but stay with me here. Uncharted 1 through 3, the same kind of games. Yeah. Like, great characters, love them all. Then they made Last of Us, which is, like, a, a way deeper story and a lot more, like, a lot more grounded gameplay and everything like yeah. that. And then they jump to Uncharted Four, which is the best one mm. because it, it evolves so much. Yeah, it's still it's still the bones of it is still it's Uncharted. He's doing Indiana Jones shit, but 
but now like the combat's super like way more immersive. The climbing's super fucking cool. When he hits someone, it feels like he's hitting someone. They learn something. Yeah, they, they learn something from branching out. Yeah, I would love to see Naughty Dog make Crash Bandicoot ten or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <it's at now. laughs> that would be cool. What do you have? Uh, so mine is that um, the ESRB now puts on game cases and like with along with the rating. Whether or not it has in-game uh, purchases, like loot oh, boxes, so like where they like put that. like nudity and all like drug use or violence or whatever. Yeah. But now it also yeah. has the language is in-game purchases. I would prefer if it's instead of in-game purchases, it said fucking gambling, <laughs> like Germany said. <laughs> there is like no more of this shit. It's yeah. straight up gambling. I just I, I I fucking hate loot boxes, and I just I, I I wouldn't hate loot boxes if they were only on rated end games. Mm, I w- yeah, because there is a fact that loot boxes are directly aimed at children. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't think there's very many grown men buying loot boxes repetitively. Yeah. And the ones... I, I don't know how true this is, but everything I've read about it is that those kind of gambling, the loot boxes, the the paying for the right armor that's the right color and everything, that is generally not directed at all the people playing the game. It's a way that they have either children or what they call whales, which are just people that will buy every single thing a game has to offer. Yeah. And it's just, it's predatory as shit, because you're just getting at people's, like, innate gambling issues. The biggest thing is that 2K has, uh, 2K20, you should know, it's basketball. Yeah. Uh, They have these with uh, these, like, player packs for star cards or whatever, Mm -hmm. and my little brother will buy them. I told him, don't fucking buy him. Don't fucking buy him. So now, at least he, like, there are times where you can buy a very certain player card and mm-hmm. put it on your my team. And I was like, if you want to do that, fine, maybe. But do not gamble on this shit. It's not your money. Yeah. With, it's like, also FIFA, just insane that a lot of these things are things that in the past games just had. Yeah. Like, it's already upsetting that games, they'll, they'll build an entire game with, with all the DLC as one game and then mm-hmm. remove the DLC aspect. Sell the game, wait a couple months, and sell the DLC. Yeah. Because they can just get they can get seventy five dollars out of you instead of sixty. Yeah. That's already a fucked up practice. But to then just be to build a whole game and then just sell aspects of it in either a lottery chance or like a oh you can pay for the red guy. Yeah. Or this guy on your ba- on your basketball team that should have been there in the fucking game. Yeah. When you bought the fucking game. Yeah. It's just a weird thing where like I can understand if you already have so much content in a game because there are games that have a fuckload of content. And then they will release DLC that's like that, and I'll be like, I don't give a fuck. Like Fortnite, For- Fortnite's it, it, free though. That that'll yeah, be a whole yeah, different aspect. That too, if that you too, release yeah. a free game that has microtransactions, I feel like, of course, that yeah, that's a fair and valid way to live. It was like I guess Call of Duty's a better one now. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty currently they have season passes. They got rid of loot boxes and all that shit. They just have season passes to where it will give you like extra skins and shit. And there are guns on the season pass as well, but those are free. So you can grind in the game and get the two DLC guns and a few other skins and shit on the battle pass. I get that kind of stuff. That's totally fine. If you want more skins, if you want alternate variants that, that, that don't really affect anything, they just look sick, that's totally fine. You can pay for that. But gambling on it and just going after one specific thing is just... I've never seen it as worth it. I've never bought a loot box. I, I literally can't bring myself to. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if there's a... 90% chance I could have gotten the Fortnite John Wick if it was on a gambling thing. I've done it probably four or five times in CSGO in my day, and mm. every one of those times I spent $2.50 on a whim because I had it in my Steam wallet or whatever. Yeah. And then two minutes later I was like, oh, now I have $0.13 cents instead of $2.50. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> but I also had a friend 
that spent hundreds. And I was just like, why are you doing this to yourself? You know who the fuck you are. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm happy that they're that they're moving in a direction to actually protect children. Yeah. And not in the direction of just labeling things M that then nobody cares about anymore. For me, I wish, I want brick and mortar stores and this is asking a lot. Um, a lot of brick and mortar stores of a kid, if a kid buys a game with their parent, they'll tell them it's rated M. I don't think you should do that. (laughs) I, it's sucked as, it fucking sucks as a kid. But now knowing that this kid could blow all their parents' fucking money through a game, like I would hundred percent be, would rather a brick and mortar store be like, this has microtransactions. Your kid can blow the money if he has your card. Yeah, explain that you, once you put that card on to get them Xbox Live or PlayStation or whatever whatever that kid needed, don't save the card. Yeah. Never give your child a One credit time card. Purchases. That's yeah. something that I think we have to learn outside of any type of government restriction or ESRB yeah. restrictions. Parents just need to understand your kid's an idiot. Yeah. They don't understand. They're not going to get it. You're not, it you can't, can't teach yeah. a child why gambling's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Also, they want that sweet John Wick skin that Rosie oh, wanted so bad. I would have done anything for it, <laughs> but it was already in the game when I was a kid. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You had to you had to actually work to get cool stuff in games. Oh, you had God. to get achievements Are we and whatnot. Gamers now, dude? yeah, we're boomer oh, gamers. God. What do you got for for video games? I gave my video. Oh yeah, Valor. Sorry, I'm very scattered. Today. <laughs> I'll get into my random. Uh, yeah, perfect. Uh, my random is uh, it, this. This sounds like not good news, but but it has some. I want to I want to focus on the silver lining on this mm-hmm. dark stormy cloud. Uh, during the time that we've been handling Corona and social distancing and all that, our environmental footprint across countries has dropped. Mm-hmm. Sometimes eighteen all the way up to up to fifty plus percent as far as carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's not going to stay that way when social distancing ends. But the BBC released kind of a bunch of different counter viewpoints and like weird aspects about this that no one had really thought of, of how this might be able to be kind of like a spearhead moment that can push us in the right direction. Yeah. We can see that there might be a better way to get cars off the road, to, to stop traffic and congestion on roadways and yeah. get to work in a reasonable fashion. See, I, I think that last thing, get to work in a reasonable fashion, I think that's going to be the biggest change we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think employees are going to start, if you don't need to be at work to do your job and yeah. as long as productivity is, is, is checked, there's a lot of companies that I know are already doing this. They're just like, this is a terrible time. We don't mean this in a benefit ourselves thing. We're going to treat this as a tri- trial run. Yeah. If they don't want to come into work, if they, they think they can work better at home, we're going to let them. Yeah. I think that's going to be huge. You got to consider like, imagine what rush hour would look like in Austin. If half the people could work from home. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it'd be fucking. We wouldn't have these giant fucking problems. People wouldn't be driving everywhere. It would cut down on carbon emissions. I, I imagine it by a shitload. I would also even even if the same amount of cars drove every day, but not at the exact same times, it would cut down on carbon emissions and the waste of human time. Yeah, I think what we might see as well is these p- people that are allowed to work from home. Generally, they're not going to be up at nine a.m. They're not yeah. going to work until 5. They're going to work weird hours all throughout the day. Yeah. I know I have. I know a bunch of other people. Everyone I know that's working from is not working like they normally do. Yeah. And if we could see that transition as even if you have to be in the office, but you don't have to be there at 9 and clock in. You don't yeah. have to leave at 5 and clock out. You can show up whenever you want, which is how my job is, and I'm very thankful for it. It's one of like the best parts of my job is that if I'm not feeling good one morning, I'll wake up and get there at noon. Yeah. And then I'll just work until 8, get my 8 hours in and go home. And that that works so much better for, I think, everyone's mental health 
yeah. in the environment. But outside of that, I think we might see transitions in how companies work outside of people coming there, but how they ship things, so many different parts and yeah. things that we might learn from this and gain something from it. Yeah. And slowly stop bringing on the heat death of the of the entire yeah. world. They'll slow things down. I think it's just, it, if anything good comes out of it, it's a change of perspective. Not even just this, but so many other things. Yeah. I think that's kind of the best outcome we can hope for this. I This isn't ex- exactly environmental, but it's probably the most happy thing that I've seen from this. And it's not just in my, like, my kind of progressive Twitter people I follow. There has been a huge push when it got hard and businesses are having to close or do deliveries and all kinds of different stuff to only support local businesses right now. Yeah. And if anybody that had never really had that mindset of like, ah, I need to help out local businesses and not help out, Walmart's going to be fine. They don't need anything. In fact, they're going to get a bailout. That's complete bullshit. But I hope that that stays and that even outside of Corona, people are more likely to support local restaurants, everything else. I think they probably will because a lot of times people just aren't, if anything, you, we, you, we will get some people who never eat locally, and then they'll just be like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm just going to start going here now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if there's anything good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to any changes we can make. Yeah. So moving into my random, much more serious. Mm-hmm. There is a movie that came out fucking four years ago now. It's called Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Oh, yes, yes. We've never talked about this one no, on no, the podcast. No, 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 never, never, never. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Everyone who doesn't like it can suck my fucking hairy ass. <laughs> right, you just told the entire world to suck his hairy yeah, ass. fuck y'all. I will, I will die on this hill. I will live on this fucking island until I'm old and gray. Batman vs. Superman kicked ass, and Zack Snyder was the one who directed it. Mm. Justice League was a sequel that came out that was fucking terrible. I hated it. I hate that movie. One of my least favorite movies ever made. Yeah. Zack Snyder had to drop out in the middle of fucking filming Justice League because of a family tragedy. It's very sad. Uh, and Joss Whedon took over. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon, bit of a fucking hack. That's why Avengers 2 sucked dick. Yeah. Uh, he finished the movie, refilmed a bunch of shit, and it just sucked. It was Garbo. Zack Snyder, one, in the past year, he has confirmed the Zack Snyder cut exists. And two, he confirmed recently that it is fucking done. He could drop it at any point. Yesterday, 65,000 tweets went out about the Zack Snyder cut saying, release that shit. We love Zack Snyder. And I I love it too. I love the vision they had. Was it a good movie? No. Did I like it? Yeah. I fucking Mm -hmm. love all the Star Wars prequels. They suck dick as movies. Yeah. It's just, it would have been cool to see this. And I remember seeing that first trailer, the feeling I had. And if I I was like, okay, it's, it's still bad. It's still bad for Superman. But I fucking like it a lot. What I got was just flavorless. Uh-huh. It was just bad. Like, yeah. But Very it weird exists. movie. I don't even. I don't even have a strong stance. It just didn't make sense. Batman Superman. No, no. Well, I, I have a strong stance on that one yeah. because it's fun You're to argue an idiot. about. Now, Justice League. I don't think there was a person in the world. This podcast literally starts with you and me talking about how yeah. bad that movie is and how we would do that movie. Better. Yeah. It bored me. I was not bored in Batman vs Superman. I was like, "This is cool. I love Clark Kent. I love Bruce Wayne." That's a valid. That's a valid argument yeah. that Batman v Superman is better. I wanted I'll to take eat that. lead during Justice League. <laughs> but yeah, that's but not lead. during our remakes. No, no, those were good. Yeah. <laughs> the bo- that has good bones. I love to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Zack Snyder cut. It's coming out. Tweet about it. 
Everyone tweet about yeah, it. Everyone tweet about it. Oh my god, if Zack Snyder Cut got released, that'd be the happiest thing that ever happened to me. I don't care about having kids. I don't care about fucking anything else. <laughs> Zack Snyder Cut getting released. Also, release it now. We're all stuck at home. Everyone will watch it. If he leaked it, I wonder... Ryan Reynolds leaked the trailer to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened to him. I imagine it's probably because it made him millions of dollars. Yeah. But, like, just... You're not going to make more money on Justice League. Just That's fucking true. leak it. If yeah. anything, you still have Aquaman and fucking Wonder Woman going, so you can just... Re- you can be like, ah, psych... Uh, original Batman movie, its own thing, but uh, also fucking Ben Affleck. Zach doesn't have to leak it. Anybody leak it. It's got to be on servers. It's in Zach's house. No way. There's got to be backups of it. It's not like he has the one and he just holds on to it. It's weird how it works. Mm -hmm. I imagine some weird shit happened for that to exist. Gotcha. Right. That's interesting. I hope for it. Okay. Want to get into politics? Oh, yeah. The, The real deal heel? Okay, I've got that Virginia, Virginia, we all know, you all have an idea of Virginia, they are becoming a very blue state, Mm -hmm. not the idea I had for Virginia, 2018 kind of, they swept the state legislature and uh, all of their reps and senators and uh, congressmen and everything, it's a blue state now, and uh, this past Good Friday, they, uh, let me see if I got the full list here. They uh, added background checks for guns. Nothing like extreme, what 99% of Americans agree with. They also set a limit so you can't buy more than like five guns a day or whatever Whatever the limit is. Seems pretty That's reasonable. Com- yeah. Uh, a week, I would even argue. They took for away it. a lot of the silly abortion restrictions that, yeah. uh, like, they required ultrasounds and all kinds of shit that someone shouldn't have to go through when yeah. going through something like that. And they extended worker protections for minority groups, including, like, uh, gay, lesbian, transgender, all of that stuff to be written into law there. And then after that, as if all of that wasn't enough to kind of move them in a more useful and progressive direction, they decriminalized weed statewide. Oh, shit. So it's not legal, but now you will never go to jail for possession under, like, whatever, like, unless you were dealing large amounts you will not get in trouble. Yeah. You're going to get, if anything, a tiny ticket. Yeah, which is oh, so good. Which, like, at this point, there it is more than 25 states that are either legal or decriminalized. Yeah. So more than half the country at this point, weed is de facto not illegal. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. Slowly but surely. We're very close. Yeah. That's but fuck. it just shows, like, those down-ballot races that no one pays attention to and people are like, oh, I only, every four years, and then president, right? No, that's not how this works. Yeah. If anything, that's probably the least important thing that's going to impact you. Yeah. What's going to impact you is city, your city council, and then up from there is going to matter slightly and slightly less. Yeah. I the, I do like it. Just it, It's not even just like swinging more blue for me, which is like, there's a whole different philosophy we can get in with that. Yeah. It's just that they're progressive ideals. Yeah. The fact that progressive ideals are being pushed in a... In a state like Virginia is like it's it's yeah these were not rubber stamped blue Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden these these had they were more progressive people that ended up winning those those seats across the board that's fucking dope dude I think that um especially with the decriminalization of like weed and stuff like that legalizing it like that's we got a welcome to the weed podcast (laughs) Uh, that, that, that's something else besides decriminalization because, like, the th- concept of not going to jail for having a joint on you 
Yeah. Is, is amazing. And it shouldn't be. That should just be like, yeah, no fucking duh. Like, you wouldn't go to jail for having a six-pack on you. Yeah. And it's, like, it's essentially the same thing. And if you smoke the joint in the car, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah but, if you drink the six-pack in your car, yeah, you also yeah. should go to jail for that. But, yeah. Um, no, it's just, it's exciting to get uh, any political news that doesn't make me sad. Yeah. And this is this is one. This, this is brand a, new for us. This is, and I'm, it's not a win for any political party. I don't fucking care. I'm saying that this is a win for the people. Yeah. Now, now young children that get caught with weed aren't going to have their lives destroyed for it. Yeah. They're going to get a stern talking to and go, get taken home to their parents. If you disagree with this stuff, stop going to church. Yeah. <laughs> they actually, uh, I got this from, it was a, uh, I wasn't going to get into this because I didn't want to make it negative towards the other side that doesn't agree with these things. I assume our listeners do, or at least don't care, one of yeah. the two. But uh, they had a quote that said, We are deeply saddened and disappointed by the signature of this legislation, said Bishop Michaels uh, in a statement. That he would make this action on Good Friday, the most solemn of days for the Christians, is a particular affront to all who profess the gospel of life. And tell that guy to go fuck himself. Yeah, that's pretty solid on that's that. That's ridiculous. Also, you went to church uh, this past Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're an asshole. Unless you stayed in your cars and you had one of those cute little sermons, that's fine. But you're probably just an asshole. Or online like everyone else did. Yeah. I like that. What the fuck is wrong? Why can't churches move to Twitch streaming? (laughs) I would would be much more supportive of church. You just pop in. You don't have to, you know. Oh, you can. There's even a fucking donation button. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe. (laughs) Subscribe for the Lord. I saw a lot of uh, not not large scale with churches or anything along that. But I saw a lot of friends and people I just follow on Twitter who celebrated who celebrated uh, Seder virtually with like friends and family mm-hmm. and just had, kind of kept it small and fun but all yeah. virtual and didn't get anybody sick. Yeah, dude, and like it is nice like kind of seeing how like we are persevering like through each other. Uh, you know, let it be, you know, celebrating Seder. It's not it's obviously not the same as being in person, but like it made me feel a lot better. My sister recently moved to New York and I can like we all got in a Zoom call cuz like all, my sister and like all of our friends moved to New York. And mm-hmm. I was stuck back here, and then, like, got on a Zoom call, and we were all talking, and I was just, like, I literally called, my my dog was sitting on the couch with him, and I was like, Maz, Maz, and he, like, looked around, and his, like, ears perked up, and he started sniffing, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, fuck, <laughs> and it was just, like, shit like that is, it's cool to see how, like, just, we have the tools to do stuff like that. And those tools, I mean, those tools have been around for a long time, but the progression, the difference. Yeah. I remember Skype calls from middle school all through most of high school, and it was like you'd get on, both of you had 480p cameras. Yeah. If you had, if you spent the money and you got one to put on the top of your computer, yeah. you were hitting that 720p, yeah. and then Skype would downgrade it anyways back to 480p, yeah. and you'd just be like eight pixels Talking. You had the nice one. All your friends would be like, "You a cam girl?" <laughs> You'd talk. Eight minutes later, your friend would be like, "Oh yeah," and he'd respond to what you said. Yeah. There was no such thing as having more than two people. No, that no was... fucking way in hell. <laughs> if you even tried it, I assume your your graphics card would just catch on fire yeah. and light your whole house up. It was funny. I was the uh, I was talking to my friends on Twitter today, and uh, she was saying how like she's fucking tired of happy hours like through work, and I literally tweeted back. I was like. I'll be honest with you. Should I not be? Should I not be ignoring all these invites? And then she DMs me and just goes, "There's 16 people in this fucking happy hour, Ramsey. <laughs> you decide." And I'm like, oh, that's fair. But it is cool how like even 
just the way we can keep in touch is like that's fucking dope that 16 people can be on the same call yeah that's and not even nuts. like it's not even uh restricted by the technology it's not like yeah. older people can't figure it out i was zooming i got in a zoom call with my family and my mom was the one that hosted it yeah I, she, she sent me she was like which one should i use and i know they all have problems and blah 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 trust yeah. me I, this is one thing just turn it off just you just deal with it pick one and run yeah. with it they're all bad yeah it doesn't matter if you're if you're in a conversation with your family, they're not getting any important information out of it. Just Zoom going away. Zoom's there are no small small business competitors for Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> you're not sa- you're not saving anyone. Yeah, uh, but it's it's nice. It's, it's a good feeling. It's it's amazing how quick we've been able to adapt. Yeah, and obviously, like it. I cannot wait for the day that everything snaps back. That you can hug another human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I be cannot nice believe moment. I'm saying that out loud. I would love to <laughs> hug someone. But uh, just the fact that we can do that. And then we also talk about, this, we already went over video games, but like we can still play video games with all our friends. There's still parties and shit. We play fucking, I don't even know, we were playing Dark Souls or some shit. Great, yeah. it was only with the roommates. But like, this is so much potential now. It's, yeah, there's a, there's a whole other world. Yeah. We're so close to the Matrix. We're this close. But like a good Matrix. Dude, plug me the fuck in. We had a huge argument like three months ago. And I got this. you on it because I brought up the environmental impact. Imagine no, you didn't get all. me. We still got... We, we went until 4 a.m. and your <laughs> girlfriend came out and was just like, you guys are super fucking loud. You need to go to bed. We're like, okay, I guess. Uh, let's move into my... Uh, this is the politics, right? Yeah. I'm super scattered today. Um, you got a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stimulus checks have started to go out and, uh, I can't wait for mine. Uh, I do want to say that like in, this is, this is a long walk for a short drink of water, but, mm-hmm. uh, essentially what I'm trying to get at is that you're about to get some money. I think that now specifically with everything that's going on, you should look at how companies are treating their workers Yeah, because it has gotten so much more obvious and way harder to ignore. Amazon, I usually use Amazon. I, I'll use it here and there. Honestly, I actually I've used it twice in the past like year and a half. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I will still use it. I'm not like boycotting Amazon. But now there is an Amazon strike. There's a whole bunch of shit going on with it. And it, at this point, knowing what I what I've seen through like from their workers, it's hard for me to give them their money. Same thing with like a lot of chains. Like so, sometimes, like like, like it, the other day, like we got Papa John's. I was like, I've wanted Papa John's forever. But now mostly it's like we've all gotten food as a house a few times, and yeah. we're going somewhere local. Yeah. Um, I think now, if anything, it just really is the best time to start being more conscious about where you're spending your money. And I, I definitely agree with you saying like it, it's easier to catch or to show how these companies are treating. Because for a lot of it, you can just have a really good social media or a really good publicity company and PR company, and you can brand yourself as like, oh, we care about our workers. We, we do this, that, yeah. and the other. But when this comes up, no, the choice is made for you. Are you going to give hazard pay? Yeah. Are you going to overwork and not allow social distancing within your company? Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to let people work from home? Yeah. There's no excuse, really. And there's another thing I saw. It was some Reddit comment or whatever. It's a pretty general thing now of just being like, you know, when you're asked questions during an interview, you have stuff here and there about the company. Like, but now you have, how would you respond to coronavirus? Yeah. And stuff like that. And it... it and people are not accepting generic answers right now. No, they, they we like, want we more. Just, we just we're just keeping our employees uh, and their families in our in our 
in our hearts and in our thoughts. It's like no one wants that answer. Yeah. We're all too mad and too scared right now to yeah. take shit like that. My biggest thing, well, not my biggest thing, but one of the things I, I, I noticed recently was that GameStop was refusing to close. Grant, GameStop is not doing well business business wise, but like you're keeping a fucking game store and you everyone has seen a GameStop. There's not a big GameStop. Social distancing is a game in a GameStop, super fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. They're having all their employees go to what, sell fucking Funko Pops? Also, I will state for example, liquor stores, they they're allowed to stay open. Uh, for a slew of reasons, but one argument to be made is that you have to have a way to keep people sane right now. Yeah. And if GameStop had taken the stance of being like, look, people are trapped in their house, they need video games, that's going to keep people from going insane. We want to help people. I wouldn't even be that mad. I'd be like, yeah, that seems reasonable. I agree. Yeah. People need video games right now. Some people don't want to buy digital games. Let them stay open. But their response was, oh, well, we sell office supplies and some people are working from home. Yeah. Everyone, politicians... Lawmakers, the general public, we all know that's bullshit. No one's gone to GameStop to buy a fucking mouse and keyboard yeah. or an extra monitor. They're they're just full of shit, and it's the thing. It's just like so many companies now in businesses are 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 one like cutting those corners for their employees. And it for me, I'm just like, what do you think comes next? Like, do you? I, I know you're, but right now they are gambling. Maybe I don't know everyone's fucking what their checkbooks look like, but like, are you fucking gambling? On, on keeping your business open because people aren't gonna fucking go here after this. Yeah. Like you're not gonna rec- like GameStop is not gonna recover. GameStop is one hundred percent. I I can't wait for it to fucking go under. And we're also seeing just to keep it positive. There's a lot of companies that are doing things right. They're yeah. giving hazard pay. They're paying people even when they're not working. Yeah. They're just they're doing whatever they can to make sure that their workers are being taken care of. Yeah. I I really hope that this just especially starts small the- businesses. Yeah. I know some small businesses that don't arguably have less money to spend than GameStop does. Yeah. I mean, not arguably, they don't. But yeah. they're finding a way to be like, okay, let's talk individually to our to our employees and find out how we can make this right, how we can make sure that everyone's yeah. going to survive this without losing a house. Yeah. Or not being able to feed themselves in the worst case scenarios. It's just pretty obvious that when companies, it's pretty obvious when companies are not doing that. Yeah. Because a bunch of people are get, like got, got furloughed and like some people I'm like, oh that sucks. I can kind of understand but most of the time I'm just like, no, fuck them. That yeah. Is, that is fucking awful. I saw one comment that made me so fucking mad that um, Disney World suspended 43,000 people mm-hmm. or they, they, actually they fired them. And they were just like, but they'll have they'll have medical coverage for yeah, the next they, twelve they months. They furloughed them for twelve months. Yeah, but kept their medical insurance. Which yeah, like that, that yeah that is a that is a nice treat. But I remember like some of the people were just like, what an amazing thing. And then someone was just like, it would have drained Disney if they would have kept paying them out. And I was like, you're literally fucking insane. Yeah. Like I I really hope that seeing stuff like this will start sparking people more to where this is a big thing. <coughs> but then we're moving. It's gonna start moving down into things where people take notice of this. And then whenever the other articles come out about someone doing X, Y, or Z, they don't have the moment where they're just like, like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. They're, they're going to be more like, no, because it is a slippery slope. It's they also this, happening this, to so many people that you're going to hit that point where like everybody's going to know somebody that was impacted negatively by yeah. this. No one's not going to know somebody that didn't have a company fuck them. Yeah. And that, that will change people's outlooks on this. Because we as citizens are expected to have, what, three months of income? Saved yeah. up in a rainy day fund. Most people don't, but yeah. that's what like if if you become homeless, somebody's just gonna look at you and just be like, "Well, why didn't you have a rainy day fund? Why didn't you just find a job?" And you're like, "Well, why aren't these companies doing that? Yeah. You know, they're either getting bailed out 
or they're laying off half of their staff yeah. right now and just being like, oh, well, we would go under if we paid you for three months without... They should have to have those funds available. Yeah. And also, a lot of these companies who aren't paying out their employees, the employees are already vastly underpaid. Yeah. They're getting underpaid and then furloughed. And yeah. just like, dude, like, fuck off. Yeah, I, I think I didn't want to get into a bitching circle. No, but no, like, no. It no, is but... pretty much a... I, I, I still do think, I firmly fucking believe that it is a bad thing that's happening right now, but it is also a positive. I think we're going to see people strike out and say, I'm not going to fucking shop it here. I'm not going to shop there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to be more conscious. I am going to go with the hope and it might be a misplaced hope, but I'm not getting rid of it, that this could change a lot of people's perspective on how people deserve to be treated. Yeah. Cause we can, you can blame it on whoever you want and it's going to be a misplaced blame. Yeah. The reason that America is getting hit so much harder than any other country is because we don't have mandatory paid leave. Mm-hmm. It's because we don't have a reasonable living wage as our minimum. People yeah. don't have the option to social distance. People don't have the option, if they're sick, to not go to work. Yeah. And that's what's leading to this spread vastly more than any other country has had to deal with. Yeah. I, another exciting thing for me is that with the... Not not that is exciting. It's mm-hmm. sad. It, fuck, it fucking sucks. But obviously, the another thing that I think will become positive after this is that the stimulus checks going out for $1,200, like, it, people are getting going to get more comfortable with getting money. Yeah. Or getting just... It's not even just that. Like, it's... It, there's a whole different argument of philosophy, like, getting money from the government, but just seeing the government support their people more. Yeah. Also, see, I think outside of that, the $600 addition uh, with the HOPE bill is going to have more of an impact than anything. The fact that if you you if you make 725 right now and you got fired, you're going to make more during unemployment than you previously did, which people can be as angry as they want, oh, the humanity of paying somebody a living wage while they're not working. That person might be able to use that money to do something where they're not going to make minimum wage afterwards. Yeah. You could spend that on school during this time. You could spend that on getting yourself to a situation where you're not going to have to take the first job that comes up and then work 40 hours every week yeah. unable to move up any chains. And the other thing, too, is like with on that unemployment, and they, they can save that money if they stay within the means they've been living in, which, I, don't, I mean, I, it's not humane, but they can save that money because that job at the, unempl- at the end of the unemployment or at the end of their furlough, like, it's, it might not be there. A lot of, For a lot of people, it won't be there. They're going to have to find a new job, so that will give them a great jump start on their savings at least. Yeah. Where, and also it'll give people, like you just said, it'll give people a little taste of like, this is bullshit. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is how we should be treated. Yeah. Like, I bust my ass, like, I bust my ass just as hard as other people, just differently. And people look down on it. I, I, the whole thing, stuff like that bothers me, but it, it does make me hopeful for the future. Yeah. I think, I think out of all of this, uh, there is a good chance that minds and, and hearts and everything else has changed and that we can see a more a, a push for better treatment of everyone. Yeah. Cuz no matter what your political affiliations are right now, everyone's aware there's always somebody getting hurt worse than you mm-hmm. right now and hard right now. Every lots of people are losing their jobs and don't have other options when that happens. They yeah. don't have a rainy day fund and everyone's aware of it. Yeah. And I hope that people start to care and we yeah. can move forward with that. And also with the mindset of, it was hard for me, so it should be hard for you guys. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think anybody, I think we'll have very few people that go, oh, well, when I was 20, I had to sit inside of my house for a month straight. 
Yeah. I, my why doesn't my kid have to deal with that? It's like fuck you, yeah. man. No one like, should have to deal with this. But now, like when our kids are just like, I'm bored. I'll just be like, let me tell you about 2020, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go get in your VR room. <laughs> <laughs> Go to virtual jail, Timmy. I'm fucking sick of you. <laughs> oh, um, good. Uh, moving into music? Yeah, let's hit music. All right. Uh, so for mine... Um, got a feeling we got similar ones here. Yeah. Uh, music, pretty near and dear to my heart. What a mm-hmm. unique take. Uh, but recently, like, some of my bands, especially, some of my favorite bands, especially, they, like, really small artists, too, uh, they've been doing live stream sets. Mm, yep we got pretty yeah. much the same one <laughs> yeah but it's uh i don't know dude it, it was really cool the, the one story i do want to share uh field medic uh indigo de souza and beach bunny all went on tour together indigo de souza and field medic um two dope bands go check them out they opened for beach bunny oh you did get to see them right before shit hit the fan that's what i'm about to get to yeah i saw uh, Field Medic do do a live stream, and then I saw that Beach Money was gonna do one, and then I, I listened to it, I, I watched it, and I was like, it was just through my phone, but there was like such a fucking spark to where I was just I, I got brought back to like that night where I went to go see them live, which yeah. was one of my fucking favorite nights of like the past three years, and it was so fucking dope, and I remember just like watching, and I'm like, it's obviously not the same feeling, but it was a much more visceral feeling than like just see, going looking at the old Snapchats. Yeah, I was like, people are still making music. People are still playing music. You know, like, one day we're going to get back to it. Yeah, and it's still, I feel like there's still, it's not the same as if you're in person, but there's still a live aspect to that. Yeah. There's still thousands of other people watching with you. Yeah. You're all together. Yeah. You're not together, but you know, yeah. you're together. It's like being on a Zoom call with Beach Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, uh, stuff like that has been super exciting for me. I, um, I don't know, man, I... I've been listening to a whole bunch of new shit as this has all, all, all gone on and mm-hmm. seeing the live streams of like different artists and like I've watched a few new artists during a live stream I've listened to their shit past that I'm gonna get into mine super quick while right, you're on ahead, that tangent uh, Billboard we'll put the link in the description they've got an article that they just constantly update with mm-hmm. the dates and times for live streams on all the different services oh, that's shit. all I was gonna talk about so you can kinda like you can plan out and be like oh my god this person has a concert this day I, dude, send me that fucking link. Yeah, it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, it, it's, it's fucking dope, dude. It, it's one of my favorite things. Like, But, like, with music, I have been trying to get into old, I've been trying to fill in the blanks for myself, especially, like, I've talked about before on the podcast of old things I don't previously didn't like, but mm-hmm. a ton of people did, and I, I have the mindset of, I can't be right on this. <laughs> I really hope I'm wrong. And one thing that I was 100% wrong on was Mac Miller. Ah, I thought you were going to say Stranger Things Season 3. No. I, <laughs> unfortunately... <laughs> The part two of that is never coming because I have not changed my opinion. Uh, Mac Mac Miller, dude, especially like, getting like hell into rap the past like five years or so, like it, it fu- listening to his past two albums over the past couple weeks, I, it's it fucking it's heartbreaking. Mm. The, the 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 unique talent, which there is talent, and then there's unique talent that Mac Miller had. It went beyond bars. He was a he was a musician. Mm-hmm. you know he wasn't just rapping over beats given to him like it, it was it was very obvious he cared about his projects and curated them fully it's different from kendrick lamar but it is the same spirit of like work ethic and how hard he worked to make circles you know it came out posthumously but it, to make circles the album it was same mm-hmm. thing with uh the album he put out before that the, the songs are like they get really sad but it's just like there's 
I, I can't I can't tell you another artist who has done that has has put an album out like that and then I have felt the way I did listening gotcha. to Mac Miller. It's just it's it's a beautiful package and it's fucking so good. I hate that I'm wrong, but it's I, I'm willing to be <laughs> it's wrong. It's good for to Mac be Miller. wrong sometimes. Yeah. that's that's one of the happy times to be wrong. Yeah, to find out something's better than you thought it was, dude. That's yeah, but yeah, but uh, this has been our uh, our variety hour. Yeah, and I I want to I want to keep going oh, on go music ahead, go just ahead. a little bit. Uh, I know it's also not just like big artists that are doing it, mm-hmm. and I've even seen some larger artists say that they're not doing it and to check out smaller bands because they're like, I have millions, I don't need to have people yeah. watching now. So you have people like Beach Money who's hit kind of like that up and coming, and I know even like local Austin bands. I mean, Austin probably. We lost South by Southwest, one of the worst cities hit as far as, like, we had our biggest yeah. event right before all of this happened. I know, like, John D. Graham and a couple are using, like, their personal Facebooks and Instagrams and whatever else to to still find a way to make money. And yeah. you can still donate and listen to music yeah, and support of, local yeah. artists. A lot of artists have gotten a lot more, like, retweet happy. They will retweet, like, mm. smaller artists, and they will just be like, I love this band. And yeah, they're just, they're just tweeting left and right about all these bands they fucking love, and it's like if they're not from the same label, you know, it's just like it's cool shit like that, and it's it's hit a point where I'm just like I really hope that it, this is a really trying time, and I feel so fucking bad for Field Medic, I feel so bad for Indigo D'Souza because they they were they're like right here on just blasting through the fucking ceiling. I can I can feel it, mm-hmm. and th- their goddamn tour got cut. they're paused. Yeah, yeah they, they, they had just, to get paused. They have to take a break, but I I don't know. I hopefully everyone comes back strong and that. Hopefully everyone comes back strong. Yeah, music, everything. Yeah. I think I think we might see a a worldwide comeback. Yeah, I all I know is that I'm going to see way more live shows of small artists now. I like it. Go as much as I can. I'm gonna go out more. Yeah, just in general. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, this was the good news podcast. Yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, this was our variety hour. Uh, Jesse, what do we have next week? Catch us next week for another uh, as in person as possible a video in the lab. Oh hell yeah! To see us uh, live and in Technicolor, <laughs> not live though, but you know, not live <laughs> one day maybe. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. We make promises that we break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, y'all. Bye.